Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Well, hard to believe here we are on the last Sunday of Lent. And we begin Holy Week and we move into the season where, again, we enter into the story, the narrative. That's what all the scriptures, if you do your daily Bible reading that's found in your digital bulletin, uh, you'll see we're reading through this narrative and hearing how Luke tells this. And today we come to this very strange Sunday, Palm Sunday. We'll talk about that more in just a second. But I have so enjoyed this journey together as we have allowed God that I'm so grateful that the church long ago decided we needed a season every year where we intentionally allow Jesus through the Holy Spirit to come and like that carpenter file some things down shave some things soften some things carve some things out so that we Look and move and love and operate in our world like Jesus, the one we are called to model and follow after every single day. And today we're back in Luke. I know we took a little detour last week in John, but I'm going to invite you, if you have your Bibles, however you get your Bibles, whether in book form or app form, go ahead and open them to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, we're going to read verses 28 through 40. And I'll be reading from the NIV, the New International Version today. If you have an app that gives you a lot of different ones, you can click on that one. But because this is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, would you stand in honor of the reading of the gospel this morning from Luke chapter 19, beginning at verse 28. Hear the word of the Lord. After Jesus had said this, He went on ahead going up to Jerusalem as they approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives. He sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which has never has never been uh, ridden that no one has ever ridden. Yes, there we go. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Tell them. The Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it, just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, the owners asked them, Why are you untying this colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. 
This is the Word of God for the people of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. You may be seated. All right, a question today. Maybe, maybe we'll do a little interaction today. Is that all right? Just with this one question. Okay, what movie do you multi-watch? Like this is, this is your movie like you need to, to see it just every now and then. You just need to break away. Uh, jobs getting stressful. School's getting stressful. Your parents are getting stressful. You know, whatever. I just need to sit down and watch my movie, okay? Uh, what's, what's your movie? Go ahead. Back to the Future, I heard. Um, Lord of the Rings, thank you. Yes, definitely. Know my heart right here. All right, anybody else? Elf, yes, great, funny movie, lots of fun. Endgame, okay, yep. Uh, Avengers, Harry Potter. Apollo 13, fried green tomatoes. Top Gun, okay. All right, I'll take I'll take two two more. Home Alone, there we go. A river runs through it. Ru- Rudy, yes, so fun. Just happened over in South Bend. These are good, man. You're a movie watching crowd, aren't you? Who can believe, man? Our parents, our Nazarene parents, you know, they're just rolling in their graves. Multi-watching movies, you see them over and over and over and over again, and they just get you. And then something happens, and you see something for the very first time, and it changes, like, how did I miss this? For me, this happened in Star Wars. Now, Star Wars is one, I can't believe, I, I didn't hear anybody say this movie. Oh, there's somebody back here. Okay, yes, yes. Star Wars. Now, I am I am ancient of days. And so I remember when once the movie left the theater, it was a long time before you had any possibility of seeing it. I'm just I'm just young enough to know that there were these things called VHS tapes that you could go to an actual store and rent to take home. And if you were lucky, you could watch it maybe twice before you had to take it back in. I mean, this was way before Blockbuster, if anybody even remembers Blockbuster. <laughs> so I think at the time I had noticed this, I was very proud of the fact that I had watched Star Wars about 17 times. And I was watching it. And all of a sudden, I saw for the very first time something I had never seen before. Have you seen this? The stormtrooper is walking in, and you can see where his head is going. And if you watch this, I couldn't do the clip because I was afraid that YouTube or Facebook would ban us for, for the day. But he actually walks in. This is right where uh, Luke and Han and everybody, they're down in the trash compactor and they're waiting. And all of a sudden the stormtroopers burst the door open and the droids are in there and they come marching in. And that guy hits his head full on the door. (laughs) And I had never seen that before. And now I can't unsee it. Every time I get to that scene, or if Jackson's watching the movie, I see that scene and I'm like, here it comes, here it comes, wait, kunk. <laughs> there it is. Well, when we come to Palm Sunday and Passion Sunday, and we enter into this story again, it's kind of like 
multi-watching a movie. I mean, I'm 50 years old. I've heard at least 50 sermons on Palm Sunday. And I know I've heard more because I remember when I was a teenager, there was a very popular speaker who talked a lot and made a lot of good, good sermons on the difference between Jesus riding in on a donkey, a symbol of peace, or a war horse. And what that meant about his kingdom. And so I've probably heard 50 or 60 or even more times of going through this story and then reading through scriptures. It's in our gospels. And so you add those on. It's one of those stories where it's very easy if you're not careful to just skim through it and think, oh, I've read this. I've heard this. I know this. And this time I was getting again ready to go and reading through this. And all of a sudden, something stuck out to me that changed things. And I, I want you to see this today because the, the guy that I really just focused on or just grabbed my attention this time was the unnamed guy with an unridden cult. It just, I, I've, I've always wondered about this story about, okay, we know about Jesus and the triumphant entry, entry and Luke's gospel never even mentions palm branches, so it's still Palm Sunday. And we did, uh, the, the ancient church did decide to read Palm Sunday and Passion Sunday together because they began to realize people weren't coming to the Good Friday service, and so you have Jesus coming as, in as king and then Jesus being resurrected, and we can't have that. Because there's no resurrection without death. This is, this is a plug for your Good Friday service. You want to be here. Come and be a part of that. If, if you have young kids, it's okay. If they make a little noise or cry out, it's okay. Bring them. Be a part of this. It's a powerful service and leads us into the joy of resurrection. But this guy, this owner, this unnamed guy with an unridden colt, grabbed my attention like that stormtrooper hitting his head on the door. And I haven't been able to let go of it since. You see, we read in our story, starting in verse 34, that Jesus told his disciples about this and told them where to go and, and told them what to say. And of course, they go. <laughs> And they find the colt, this unridden colt, just tied up where Jesus said it would be tied up. And the guy said, this unnamed guy says, what are you doing untying it? I mean, if you found somebody in your car trying to start it, I think you'd probably say something similar. And if somebody told you, well, the Lord needs it, you'd say, yeah, that's okay, but uh, let's get an officer over here. To make sure that it's really the Lord that needs it. But this guy doesn't. They simply say to him, the Lord needs it. And he lets them take this unridden colt. All the potential, all the the things that that colt could be used for. He just says, okay, here it is. Let it go because the Lord needs it. And then the disciples take it and we read on verse 35, they put cloaks down. And then they placed Jesus on top of the unridden colt. And he rides that symbol of peace down the valley through people's expectations And on his way, we know, to trial and to death and then ultimately to resurrection. 
this unnamed person with an unridden colt grabbed my attention at his willingness to just hear when the Lord needs it, you untie it and take it. And it got me thinking about all the times that someone has come to me and I believe Jesus with someone else's skin on and has spoke to me about what the Lord needed from my life. And so today, I just, I just want to do a little testifying. Is that okay? Maybe, maybe you'll identify with some of the ways that the Lord said He needed something from me. And I hope maybe you'll find a connecting point. All of these things are going to begin with the letter C. So maybe you want to write them down. Uh, it just seems to be the way I can remember them. And it seems to help folks remember them. But I will never forget the time that the Lord said He needed my capabilities. Now, I'm, I'm grateful. I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a pastor. My mom was my children's church teacher, and then she recruited me to do puppets in children's church. And so I grew up with an understanding of the capabilities and the talents that God has given you are to be untied and used for His purpose. And that there's great joy in that. To learn, even if it's something simple like moving a puppet's mouth, that God often comes and there are capabilities within you, just like there were capabilities in that young, unridden colt. And He wants to untie it and say, the Lord needs that in you. And I have, I have experienced the joy of that through my life, the one I want to tell you about today was the one I was most scared of. The one where I had that knot tied, double and triple. And that was where God had called me and said He needed to use my capabilities to be a pastor. And I said, I don't have those capabilities. I've watched my dad do that, preach Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday and do all the meetings and do all the things. And I, I can't do that. And it was Jesus in the form of Dr. Jim Neer in my speech class at Trevecca Nazarene University in Nashville, Tennessee, who at the end of a simple persuasive speech leaned in and said, I think God wants to use this in your life. In other words, I'm untying this because the Lord needs it. And thankfully, in that moment, I was like that unnamed man, and I said, okay, and I went down to an office and, and changed my major, and, and everything went from there. Because the Lord said, I need your capabilities. Even the capabilities that I didn't think I had. The Lord also has come time and time again to me and said, I need your calendar. Oh, is it all right if I say that? Now, again, I grew up in that home where when the church doors were open, we were there. We went to youth group. We went to Sunday morning. We went to Sunday evening. We went to Bible study on Wednesday night. We went to camp. We went to revival services that lasted from Sunday morning to Sunday night the following week. And I learned the joy of letting Jesus be on top of my calendar. But I'll say, like most of us, 
When I was out of the home and in university and those kinds of things, yes, I made, I made time for church once a week. I was forced to go to chapel three times a week, or two times a week. They had it three times. I thought I was doing really good because I went all three times. But I had to learn there were times over and over where Jesus said, hey, the Lord needs your calendar. And sometimes it was about coming to church, although that wasn't the main way for me. For me, it was the Lord needs your calendar because you need to rest. The Lord needs your calendar because you need to spend time being a husband, being a dad, being a son, being a son-in-law. The Lord needs your calendar because you need to take care of your body. The Lord needs your calendar because you need to get to bed at night. Even though you're a late owl, 10 o'clock is late enough. And I'm here to say that when we say yes and when we untie and let Him be placed on top of our calendar, He can ride that into resurrected places. And I have experienced that. He's not only asked for my capabilities and my calendar, but you knew this one was coming. The Lord has sometimes had to untie my wallet from the vine. (laughs) Again, I grew up with parents who, who gave and gave generously to the church. And I learned that, and I learned that from an early age. And yet, when those paychecks started coming in, and I was worried about, could I get ga- have enough gasoline to get to work? And that was back when it was like 85 cents a gallon. Am I going to have enough to feed? Am I going to have enough? And I'll just say, I started tying that wallet back up to the vine. But thankfully, Jesus continued to send people to send examples, and to speak in times of prayer, the Lord needs that. And over time, God has helped me to realize that when He is placed on top of my cash, that there's somehow that He uses that and breaks it and blesses it and multiplies it for the need of those around the world as we give to His kingdom through... I I always give through the church and we have a couple of other things outside that we give uh, to organizations that are doing good in the world. We do... God uses that and there's still enough. Sometimes does that mean I have to make coffee at home and not get it at Starbucks? Yeah. But when He is on top my cash, he can ride that to unexpected places where life begins to emerge. Not only has God said he needs my capabilities and my calendar and my cash, but he also needs my character. And I'm grateful that over and over again, God has sent people into my life At times when I needed my character to look more like Jesus. I did all the things that 
you know, young kids do. And I had parents who shaped and sometimes very firmly said, the Lord needs your character. And we'll help you change that. No phone for you. But seeing that God needs people that look like Him and He will never give up and He will keep coming to you and ask you to untie that character so that it begins and ask, say the Lord needs it and I want to be placed on top of your character so that that can be ridden down through the expectations of others and on through to life-giving places. And this is one that, that takes a long time. I know, I know we in the Church of the Nazarene, we believe in entire sanctification, that God can make a heart fully pure. We believe that. I love that the, the next line says there is a marked difference between a pure heart and a mature, and a mature character. One happens when the Holy Spirit comes in and cleanses us from sin. The other takes a lifetime of Him coming and saying, I need to untie this, the Lord needs it. And it begins to be shaped and modeled. And it continues. You know, here I was. I, I had said yes to God for my, uh, for my capabilities. And I had given Him my calendar and my cash. And I was, I was working towards seminary degrees. And I got those degrees and, and all of those things. And I can still end up wanting you all and you all online to think I'm so smart and educated. And I remember Jesus just making that very evident to me. Untying that and saying, the Lord needs this. And that, that's pride. And I want, I want to be on top of your character. And I, I want to be the one that, that rides that down through. And it may feel like crucifixion, but trust me, there's life on the other side. God needed my capabilities, my calendar, my cash. God needs to untie my character. Lastly, my career. My career. I know this sounds strange because I said yes to the capabilities and God shepherded me through that. I, I, when I placed Him on top of my capabilities, He took me to some beautiful uh, places and I had some wonderful professors and I learned so much. And yet here I was two years into seminary degree and I had actually gotten a, a, a scholarship for my last year of my MDiv studies that was going to pay for like three quarters of it. And I was like, yes, this is so great. And God had been speaking to me because my emphasis was in pastoral counseling. And that put me in the school of psychology. And my psychology profs were saying, you have some gifts here. Are you sure the Lord doesn't want to use those? And it was a very powerful moment when I said, if the Lord needs it, okay. Let's place Him on top of career. And I know that this is it. And I know I'm going to have to let go of that scholarship. But He's calling me in this path for a career. And I said yes, and I actually finished with a Master's of Science in Marriage and Family Therapy and went on to be a therapist because I, I want to be all in whatever Jesus is calling me to. I want to untie that, place Him on top of it, and let Him take me wherever. And it was great. I practiced as a therapist, enjoyed that, both in Southern California and uh, in Northern Ireland. I thought, this is wonderful. And then there's just that 
person coming again and saying, but you're ordained. And I want to call you to be a pastor. God, I, I really enjoy this. It's, it's so good. And, and boy, the money's great. I can give so much. You got my cash, right? But he said, yeah, I need, your, I need you to do this. So untie. Place him on top. He begins to let me help at this little church in Belfast, Northern Ireland, to help their pastor who is still studying to be a pastor and, and giving him just a little bit of time each month to be able to study. And I would do that. And I saw the joy of what was going so that when there was this little church in Portage, Michigan, that was in need of a pastor and the call came and we were beginning to move back. And John Seaman said, in so many words, the Lord needs you. And I wanted to place him on top of career and say yes and let him be on top and ride that through. And yes, it has been good. And yes, there have been lots of death-like moments, but he always comes to resurrection on the other side. When he's had my capabilities, my calendar, my cash, my character, and my career. You see, I've come to understand that when the Lord had all of these, the Lord had all of me. And that's really what the Lord wants. Is all of you. And all of me. And when he has all of these... He has all of me. And baptism that we're moving into here in just a moment powerfully represents this. You see, they will, some, the, the, Olivia here in just a second will enter into the water. And I want to let you know today, there is nothing magical about this water. It's portage tap water. But baptism powerfully represents that God can take something ordinary and when His Spirit is in it, when He is riding on top of that, He can use ordinary things for extraordinary purposes. And He can use an ordinary person for extraordinary purposes. And when that ordinary person enters into this water and the Spirit is there and and I... I'm going to place her under the water and bring her back just like that water wraps and every part of her will experience the wetness of that water. When we say yes and give God all of our capabilities and our character and our cash and our calendar and our career, when we say yes, it goes down, the Holy Spirit wraps around all of that and changes us and it cleans us like water does in a bath and it quenches our spiritual thirst like a cold drink of water does on a hot day. Baptism represents letting Jesus have all of these so that He has all of me. And that's why we continue to do it. That's why when the folks who were building this church said, we've got to have one of those. Because we still believe that Jesus wants all of you. All of who you are. Not just a little bit. Not just your confession with your lips. He wants all of you. 
And when He is placed on top of all of who you are, all the things that we've mentioned today, He has all of you. And sometimes, yes, it feels like He's leading you to crucifixion. But let Him keep being on top because it will come out to resurrection on the other side. I testify to that this morning. I have experienced that this morning. And I want you to experience that. Whether you're here in this building or joining us online, He is good. And when the Lord needs something in your life, the best thing you could do is untie it and say, here it is. Even if you go down in history as an unnamed person who has one line, it's the best thing that you could do. Let Him have your capabilities. So what about you? Does Jesus have all of you? All of you. Your capabilities. Are you you holding back a talent that you have? Or that you haven't used in a long time? Are you holding back your calendar? Like, oh, I'll, I'll show up to that event if there's not 13 other events that take its place. Your cash. This is is not about the, the church trying to get its fingers into your wallet. This is about God trying to reach your heart. Because like most human beings, well, Jesus would say, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your character are the things that he's saying need to be untied and let him be on top of them. Your career, some of you, you just know and you're wondering, what is God calling me to? Are you ready to untie that and know that the Lord needs it and it's the best thing for you? Well, today, Olivia has come to be baptized. And this is an exciting moment. Because this is testifying that I'm taking all of those things. And and maybe there are things that don't start with C that God is wanting to untie in your life together. She is saying yes to Him. And she is going to be put into the water. And just like that, the Holy Spirit is going to wrap around every part of her life and cleanse her and heal her and set her free and join her to this body of believers as we walk together and see this one placed on top of all of who we are. I guess we could have said that. Is Jesus on top of our church? Another C word. This is where it begins. I want you to know, if Jesus does not have all of you, I'm going to pray here in just a moment. And all you have to say is yes to Him. Some of you right now already sense there's something that God needs, that the Lord needs in you and wants to untie. Are you willing to just say yes? If so, I want to lead you in this prayer. And then I want you to know that your next step is baptism. I want you to know your next step 
is baptism. It's saying, yes, that's the sign, that's the proof that you have let Jesus untie that unridden colt and he's moving and he's on top of it and you're letting him have full control. That happens in baptism. And if he is your Lord and you haven't been baptized, friend, I want you to know it needs to happen in your life or that colt is still tied up over there. Well, let's bow our heads and pray. I'm done testifying. Father, thank you for bringing my eyes to this unnamed person, whoever they are. And thank you in the mess of my life that you have come over and over again and reminded me that you needed something. And thank you for giving the grace, sometimes not perfectly, to put you on top of those things like capabilities and calendars and cash and character and career. And I pray if there are any of my brothers and sisters who are here today or watching online and they are sensing that maybe I get to be in that disciple mode today and I get to be the one coming to them and through this message saying, the Lord needs this from you. That they will have the boldness like that unnamed person to say, take it. I want the Lord to have all of me. I pray they will experience the joy that comes from saying yes to You. God, I thank You for Your grace. If you today are sensing, my friend, that you want to say yes to Jesus, and I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I hear You need me. I want to untie whatever it is that You need. I want to place You on top of whatever it is that You need. Take my capabilities, take my career, take my calendar, take my cash, take my character and mold it so that I would look like You. I surrender to You today. And lead me to submit to baptism at the next available opportunity. I want to walk this with you, follow you, because I trust you. And I pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, please let me know. You can... Send a comment on Facebook right now. You can email me. My email's on the website. I want to celebrate with you. If you're here today, I want to celebrate with you. I want you to know we're going to do uh, baptism more frequently throughout the summer. Everybody's going to be excited. Uh, Olivia's brave enough to do it when it's cold and freezing outside. So for those of you who have not been a part of baptism, but you're saying yes today, we're going to do another one in the summer. So I want you to right now send Deidre an email that you want to be baptized at the next time because this is good, 
good time. This is testimony time. This is excitement. And so, when Olivia comes out of the water here in just a moment, you ought to be cheering. This is the best thing. She is saying yes to Jesus. She's placing Him on top of everything. And she's going to let Him take her into life. And so we're going to celebrate that together. All right, I'm... And the reason I want to be baptized is because the stuff that I'm going through right now in life, I know that God is always there for me through the good and bad times. The people that help me understand God's plan for me is my friends that we care. They show me that even in my hard times, God is always with me. They also helped me find myself and get back to church. God has helped me find a lot of amazing people on my walk through Christ. And I want to thank him for all the amazing things he has done in my life. All right, if you're here today and you have been baptized, whether in the Nazarene Church or another Christian church, I want to invite you to stand right now. I want Olivia to see the crowd of people that she is joining. We are baptizing you, Olivia, into a faith. And faith has some beliefs. Now, this is our testimony. This isn't a test. This is a testimony. But we want to say this together. And so we're going to to share our faith. One of the oldest expressions is the Apostles' Creed. And so we're going to say this together. Let's go to that first slide. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge... I believe in the Holy Spirit, the church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body everlasting. Amen. Will you today be baptized into this faith? If so, say, I will. I will. Do you know that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior and that he saves you now? If so, say, I do. I do. And will you surrender your capabilities, your calendar, your cash, your character, and your career to his purposes so long as you live? If so, say, I will. I will. Amen. Would you like to? 
this way. I'll have you put your hand over. Olivia Clements, it is my honor and privilege as pastor to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. join us next week. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website.